0: We the best is cast with the left twist, pat fairly well-dressed, put me on the guest list, the guest list, uh, yeah, on the guest list, yeah uh. Alright ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of On The Guest List I am your host, Colin from Foxtrot and the Get Down With me as always is Kenny Carkey and Dante How are you guys doing today?
1: <laughs> you fucking suck dude <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. was, oh, my God. Like, that that was, was actually pretty good. I'm not going to lie. That was great. Uh, yeah, I'm not doing the intro today because I'm on vacation in Key West. Uh, and I'm doing it through uh, iPod speakers or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. I'm kind of drunk. Boys, I just got to tell you, I say this to you off air, but like, I know I take the music shit all seriously and the podcast all seriously, but it's over, man. I'm an island boy now. I'm done. Yeah, I'm an island boy. Dude, literally. Yo, by the way, I showed that video to my wife, and she had never heard of it before. <laughs> good, good, good for her. her. I, yeah, she doesn't live that. on the internet.
0: It's weird. Good, good wife. See, my wife um, has seen everything.
1: She's been to the end of the internet and back. No, my wife was literally like, she, she literally said to me, she was like, I live in the real world, you live on the internet. And I was like, uh, ah, you're kind of right about that, <laughs> Uh, (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Yeah, so we have a lot to get into this week, obviously. Uh, We have our friend Andrew Barber from Fake Shores Ride back on the podcast for just a quick hitting uh, interview about uh, Genius Episode 2, the Kanye West documentary. Obviously, Kanye's been in the news again. Nothing new about that. But uh, there's a lot more to talk about this week than just Kanye, I have to be honest. Uh, First off, gentlemen, uh, can we just say something? Shout out to David Williams for becoming a homeowner. He's going to be here eventually, but... Uh, it, it's hard for me to believe that Dave owns a home. I don't know why. I love it. I, be, I,
0: I love it. Just peel back the layers of beard, bratwurst, cheese, and beers, <laughs> and you've got a fucking beautiful human being who's responsible and an adult. Uh,
2: <laughs> responsible is a word synonymous with Dave for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing I think about. Honestly, is Dave Williams responsible? But no, I thought Dave. He'll be here. Says so he, Dave has like an ongoing hatred and like. Uh, a dire battle with Comcast I know he's always bitching about it But he'll be here when his internet gets up We, we might have another guest dropping through a little bit later uh, And we do have the Andrew Barber interview But gentlemen, a lot going on in the music industry this week Obviously we're going to get in the music news We're going to get into uh, what the fuck we've been listening to On Off The List But how about we start out We just go right into our Genius Episode 2 recap With our friend Andrew Barber <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode two of the week of On the Guest List with Fox trying to get down White Sox, Dave, Kenny, Carkeep, and Dante. This is a special part two breakdown of Genius, the Kanye West documentary that just dropped on Netflix. We're going through episode two. We have a special guest host this week. From Chicago, the creator of Fake Shore Drive, a true legend, Mr. Andrew Barber, back in the building. What's up? Back buddy? again, man. Back again. Happy to be back. Thanks for having me. I, I appreciate d- it. It's funny because when we met in Chicago, you were like, Yeah, you guys do this all through satellites and shit. And now we're back to doing it through satellites. So yeah. w- welcome to the internet, bro. <laughs>
3: hey, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: No problem, man. Of course, we're talking about Kanye again as this man has completely taken over the music industry, completely taking over our podcast. But part two, episode two called Purpose, just dropped yesterday. Fantastic episode to me. I enjoyed this episode more than I enjoyed episode one. What was your initial reaction, to episode two? Really? Um,
3: I, I mean, I I just cannot believe the footage that they have. I like, know. I I can't. And I've known Cudi and Chike for like fifteen. I mean, I've known these guys for like fifteen years. And I knew they had a lot. And I've seen stuff over the years. They've they've leaked out little stuff. But the fact that they have mm. all this stuff, like they and they don't just have like hey, we're just chilling on a couch in Chicago. Like, they have, like, the night he did Deaf Poetry Jam. Like, that's a monumental thing. Like, that night he's walking through Times Square with his mom. Like, they have all, like, that was a big night. And just to see, like, him as a normal person kind of just taking it all in, um, enjoying that moment. That's like that last, and I've seen a number of artists have that last moment where they're kind of normal still, like it's a civilian. And just that, that excitement because you only get to do that once
1: yeah and i mean it, it is funny too because you can you can kind of see where he starts to realize that it's all clicking yeah. and you see a little bit of a change like even at the end with the grammy speech and you can like it's funny how you see his life switch from that yeah. frustration period of not getting his budgets released and going and sneaking into studios that to me was the coolest part of this entire yeah. thing was right how hands off rockefeller really was at that time yeah. and the fact that he's basically bumming studio time off Pharrell to yeah. go and sneak Luda in the back to do Breathe In, Breathe Out's hook, and he's there for five minutes and bounces. It's, yeah. like, it's, like, really this unbelievable peek behind the curtain. And I saw a lot of people tweeting about this, and I wanted your opinion on this just right sure. back. Sure. How many people were, were tweeting, like, it really is remarkable to see kind of how Jay-Z almost lucked into the relationship with Kanye because it didn't seem like they wanted anything to do with him. Um, I mean, you could say that because he wasn't –
3: um, you know, on the blueprint too, if you look at the back cover, like Kanye's name wasn't on there for, um, but I don't know, you know, I, 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 I can only speak from my experience. Um, we were all excited for Kanye. You know, we were, had his mixtapes, we were buying them in Chicago. Um, you know, I had the, I'm good mixtapes. I had the, uh, get well soon, got those from Tony sports. Like literally people were excited about it. I can't speak for, um, you know, Rockefeller, but I didn't, I I mean, it does appear that, and I've always heard that they played him to the side, but there were people in the building that supported him, you know, like hip hop was his manager and hip hop was the A&R for Rockefeller. Right. Um, And, you know, like there's, there's Wayno and a guy named Ramsey's and there's other people that were on staff that I think supported him, but yeah, they definitely would not have opened his budget if, right. if um, he didn't get himself hot, And I think that was part of the selling point. I think that's part, even a reason why I was more drawn to him because I knew that he did it on his own. I watched it happen, you know what I mean? I watched it, that video go on Rap City and nobody really knowing and kind of counting him out just as a producer said like, it's a hit, it becomes a hit. And then Slow Jams happens right after. And then it, it was just a cre- it was just a really exciting time. Everybody was rooting for him because he was the underdog. He was like the outspoken underdog. Um, and just to get a glimpse of that, like it takes me, it takes me that time in my life when I was just like, man, this guy is just a man of the people. Like he's doing it for us type of thing, you know?
1: Yeah, that, that to me, like, I guess because of where I am in my life, my career, like the young Kanye footage just fires me the fuck up because I, I feel like so many artists can see themselves in that version of Kanye. Yeah. And I, I, you brought up Slow James. And I mean, like to me, the reason why I enjoyed this episode more than episode one, because you get basically like the infancy of Kanye, and then you get the making of College Dropout in episode two. Right. And just the scenes of him and Jamie Foxx and him walking Jamie Fox through what he wanted for the hook on Slow James. Or to me, the biggest moment was him showing Pharrell through the wire and watching Pharrell run out of the room. I, I, I just Was there a moment that stood out to you in this episode specifically?
3: Um, there was definitely like a few, like I had just, I, you know, I, I take time to like, really, cause I knew I was going to come on. So I was just like thinking about like, you know, the, the thing that really brought this all together for me was just the timing of everything. Like to see, like, just cause I know that feeling, like he was not waiting to get that surgery done. He was not waiting. He could not wait to get that out of his mouth because he knew his wind, he knew his window, which was, was, was short. Right. He had some, momentum and he wasn't going to like the average person probably would have just sat there and waited and got the surgery and like taken their time. But he was like, no, I have to go, go, go. And I think you, you still see that in him today. And he's a billionaire. You know, he has all the money in the world and he still has that go, 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 go. I got to, you know, mentality. He still has that. Um, yeah.
1: It, it is the thing too, to where, where like people, even the, like, once again, I'm just reacting from the Twitter reactions to this and everything and talking about the old Kanye versus the new Kanye. And there are differences, but at the same time, what makes Kanye West was there then. And it is here now things yeah. around him may have changed in circumstances. Obviously the man didn't have a billion dollars at the time. So it's a different level of hunger, but the basis of who Kanye West has always been there. And that, that shines through in the documentary for me.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was not taking no for an answer. I don't think no. he ever has, but it, it was just, you know, it was just cool to see the inner workings, like even the behind the scenes of the videos, like the one for Petey. Like, oh, yeah. I, I think that was, that was interesting. because I really like that song and video, but yeah, they weren't, they they were much rather have pushed Petey crack to the forefront than, than Kanye. I think people didn't really get, people were still calling him Kane at the time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they, they didn't even know how, like how to spell his name. So it, it it was just like, you know, it, it makes you feel good and it, it it was cool to see um you know just I, I all this monumental stuff. Like I had to go back and watch the Through the Wire video and it just it just gave me chills again watching it. Like how how unique that um that you know just how unique that video was. There was no other video like that on TV at the time. Nope. There was not one. At, there was not if you watch, think about the videos that were out at the time and who was dominating rap. Through the wire was such a different video. It was jarring. It was real. It was authentic. It was telling a story. And I think that's why it just, it, it had the, you know, people love a narrative and it had that narrative and you couldn't help but root for him. Like he put his, he put his, um, uh, like his heart and soul out there.
1: Yeah, and when you say videos of the time, that PD crack scene where they're in, basically, it's just like girls, throwback jerseys, and the lights going in the background. Yeah, right. That was every hip-hop video at the time. And Kanye, as he says, pulls $33,000 out of his ass Mm -hmm. to make this video that didn't look like anything else. I think, like, Kanye's self-realization was so far ahead of everybody else. Like, he willed this shit into existence. It really does seem like he took the reins and willed this shit Yeah, right.
3: He he took control of his own destiny, man. And like, it just it just it just also emphasized like the timing, like the timing was perfect for him. Yeah. You know, Rockefeller had like Jay-Z had just retired, quote unquote, retired. Hamron, who was their other biggest star, who, you know, a year earlier had Oh Boy and Hey Ma and the Diplomats and all that stuff has happened in 0203. And um, he was between albums. He was like trying to get Purple Haze out. So Kanye kind of had his own, he was really just competing with like Memphis bleak and the young guns. And he was just completely different than them. And so like the runway was clear for him to do that. And he dropped in February, which was like the perfect time to drop. It wasn't like a fourth quarter drop where he could have got lost in the shuffle. Cause all the big dogs used to drop a fourth quarter right. every year for the holidays, right. Between Thanksgiving and, and, uh, um, or even, actually November, December is usually where the, the big dogs would drop in the CD era. So, um, You know, it was just timed perfectly. He had the, it was a perfect timing. He took, he he made the most of it. He took, you know, he took advantage of, of every second that was there. And I think, you know, you got to be, you have to be a different type of person if you watch that and didn't leave feeling inspired or feel something. You know,
1: that's been my whole point this entire time and why I've been covering this so heavily. Is it's something I've always wanted to see. To me, the realest view we got of Kanye before this at this time was the through the wire video. That was most of the footage that was seen. Yeah. to, to know that Cootie was sitting on this realistically is fucking hilarious to me. And being that you've known him for this long, was there yeah. ever a conversation between you two? Like, hey, what are you doing with all that?
3: Yeah. Oh, I used to ask him all. You could ask him and Danny and and uh, uh, I'd be like, man, give me some of that because they would leak little clips. And I would be like the only one like on the Internet. Like they would give it to me first or they'd let me know or they'd text it to me. They'd put it on YouTube or put it on their Instagram page. And I would always rip it, repost it, and put it up. But it would just be like little clips, like one minute, two minute. And a lot of that stuff, some of that stuff was on YouTube back in the day. They since scrubbed it all. Right. But some of that stuff I had seen. But a lot of it, I had not. Like, I'd never seen the full Pharrell clip. I never saw oh. the, the full Pharrell thing. Of course, there's bits and pieces of that in the in the video. I never saw the full Duray thing where he's, you know, saying without an arm, but i never seen the full context of that. Um, It was just cool to see Don and John Monopoly and GLC and these guys that I've known for a while, uh, you know, just 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 living that 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 moment right before like everything take. That's always to me. And I've seen so and I've been around so many artists to see that moment right before they take off. It's like it's just a really exciting thing. And it's like new and it's fresh. And it's like you only get to do that one time. And I know I've said that already, but like a lot of artists will say that's the best moment of their of their careers. I mean.
1: In episode one, he talks a lot about, or he has that moment where he's like, I was practicing my Grammy speech on the way over here.
3: Yeah, that fucked and you me up too, yeah. Bro,
1: and you get to see it at the end. Yeah.
3: And- they did a great job, man. They did a fantastic job at weaving that all together.
1: It's really incredible. I also like the fact, too, and I've seen some people differ on opinions on this, but Cootie kind of actually interweaving his own story into this, kind of yeah. where he was in his life as well. I like that. Because realistically, yes. this, Absolutely. Man, this man gave so much of his time in a prime part of his life to taking a chance on an artist like Kanye. Give the man his shine and let you know exactly what was going on at the time. And I liked how they even talked about the different versions of the Jesus Walks video and, yeah. and the
3: fact that they and didn't that
1: do- that that video that third version was always my favorite.
3: I always yeah. thought that was the best version. Always, I did not like the other two the other two videos. I think that – and I love creative control. And they mm-hmm. they went on to make videos for years after that. They did some of my favorite videos of the blog era.
1: Right.
3: You know, they did, like, going to LEP Bogus Boys, going in for the kill. They did a lot of the currency stuff. And that's where I actually met them was at DD172, which was Dame Dash's um, – like, man, he had, like, this huge facility in uh, Tribeca, you know, in the mid two thousand, uh, like, probably 08, 07, 08 era. And that's when I met them was in New York. with Jay, I was with Jay Ivey. I went over there to meet Jay Ivey. And it was dope to see Jay Ivey lay his his part of um, Never, never Let Me Down. down. I never, Yeah, I Never Let Me Down. I never saw him do that.
1: That was one of my favorite parts of the entire episode was watching him go in there and do that. And I loved him watching his own reaction afterwards, yeah. sitting there kind of like, what did I do? I can't wait to do a
0: tour of Dante's restaurants, man.
1: Me too, dude. I want to go to Upper so bad. Upper looks so dope, dude. It looks so good, man. (laughs) I think me and Kenny need to get to Chicago soon. I think we got to make that happen. Get in that building,
2: yeah, I think we're getting close, close, baby. It's like fifty. It's like fifty degrees today. It feels like summer. It's like I want to put on a tank top and go run on the lake right now. (laughs) Dog, I'm I'm sitting on the Gulf of Mexico. I'm on the Gulf of Mexico right now.
1: Just I'm sunburned. I'm, I'm an island boy. You're I'm, living I'm about the like, Florida
0: life, baby. Mm-hmm. I've been telling you guys for the last year. It's a hell of a month.
1: Man, I'm about to go buy a gun and refuse to wear a mask. I'm, I'm just Dude, a Florida boy fucking shoes for like <laughs> three years living in Florida. You know what I mean? Man, I'm, a, I'm, I'm just, I've been singing the Island Boy song for like three days. I'm like nine pina coladas deep today. Smashing high noon. Shouts at high noon. Shouts out here doing it. Yeah. Um, so before, before we get out of here so I can continue my vacation, my wife doesn't kill me, let's go into on the list, off the list. Uh, my on the list are roosters. Roosters are fucking sick, dude. Yeah, roosters are dope, son. <laughs> dude, I, uh, we were at brunch this morning. I was drinking an espresso martini and a rooster jumped over my head from one building to another. I fell in love. I'm wearing a yeah. rooster on my tank top right now.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there you go. You're yeah, yeah. fucking assholes, dude. <laughs> they are little pricks, but they're dope. They are.
1: No, these things are like squirrels here, bro.
2: They're they, legit. Yeah, they would kill you if they could. They they're vicious, they're vicious fucking animals that just don't have the means to do anything besides kill each oh, other. By the
1: way, by the way, I had somebody ask me today, they were they heard my accent. They said, Are you from Australia? And I was like, <laughs> No. You're not what from around here, boy. No, they said are you, they were like, Are you Australian? I was like, What the fuck? Oh, I'm not from Australia. Like, I don't have a cool accent. I have a disgusting, dirty one that says, like, I like shop at Walmart. That's what oh, it's my very different is. than a Florida accent. A Florida accent is what I've been dealing with yeah. down here. Actually, nobody's from here. I actually walked into a bar last night. It was like one o'clock in the morning, and somebody I heard Colin, and it was a girl I used to wait tables with in Center City, Philadelphia, right after college. She moved out wow. of Florida, dude. So random literally walked in me and my wife and and i just heard
2: colin grab me i was like what well, doesn't, that, doesn't that send terror up your fucking spine yeah yeah with yeah, well, something I like that ha- dude that
0: happened to me in fucking mexico one time walking wow. out of a restaurant someone's like yo kenny and you're like
1: yo <laughs> what the fuck are you- <laughs> oh my god all right so roosters are on my list kenny who's on your list bread well bread? toast or oh, but bread in
0: general. Man, I've been kind of lazy, like living you know, just working from home and like I put an egg on some toast. I hit it with butter, maybe do it but peanut butter and jelly, do a little bit of fucking meat on it, like sandwiches, just bread in general. I've recently realized how much I love bread. I'm sure it's not great for me, but goddamn, like I wrote toast or bread in general.
1: <laughs> Yo, I gotta be honest, dude. I think bread like if I had to give up one of like the food elements for my life, I could give up bread the easiest. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's such a good vessel. You know what I mean? What's your, what's your bread of choice? Are you a sourdough guy?
0: I do love a good sourdough, man. A good pumpernickel. I just go sometimes Dude. like a Wonder Bread white, son. You know when you're Hell like in Texas yeah. and you get some barbecue from like fucking Franklin's and it
1: comes out and it's delicious and then there's just one slice of white Wonder Bread on there. It's my favorite. Give me the trashiest white bread humanly possible. It's like 90% plastic. I don't yeah. care. Throw it my way. That that's tour food right there, ladies and gentlemen. Like when you're on tour and you're done eating gas station food, and you like do a little bit of food <laughs> shopping for the van, and you're like, you know what, dude? I just bought a thing of uh, a peanut butter and jelly, and I brought some Wonder Bread. Like, yeah, I know that. I know that feeling, Kenny. You know what? I'm on your side, Kenny. I actually yeah, changed my mind. I know. Boom, uh, Dante.
2: Who's on your list? Uh, this baby. Oh, you the, got one. Uh, you got a stem player. Yeah, so- I've had, it, I've had it for a while and I never fucking could do anything with it. And then the album dropped last week and I decided to fuck around with it. It's pretty, honestly, it's pretty fucking dope for not really having much of an interface. As you can see, there's like four controls on here. Uh, it's very, I don't know the word, like intuitive, I'd say. Yeah. Like this whole thing, is adjustable, and wow. obviously it's it's not like fucking logic, but for a controller, it does a lot. And if you have it synced, like Bluetooth, uh, you can you can really manipulate like the shit. So the way he did this this album is, um, the songs are the songs aren't broken down into the actual stems because they would be fucking. 70 Massive. 80 70 80 fucking layers uh but he sectioned like the stems into four categories and you can you can completely alter them with this thing uh wow. it's pretty dope it's pretty dope i love I, that dude i was out on it but i i'm kind of a fan now and you were out more, on millie eilish, eilish you
0: were out on the stem player my <laughs> man comes around
2: dude, well, no, Don- I just Dude, i had it i bought it when it came out and i was like <sighs> this is going to be awesome, but you couldn't do anything with it. It was like useless. And now you can finally, hopefully more artists like jump on board and you can do more shit with it. Um, I think it It looks tight. That
1: case looks tight too. It does look sick, dude. Does it feel cheap or does it feel like sturdy enough that it like, I mean, this case,
2: this case feels like it's like a sponge almost. It's wicked cheap, but, uh, this thing, no, it's, it's definitely a weird outer, like, rubber. It's really smooth layer. But like I said, uh, the, the surface of it, once you turn it on, this wow. is so sensitive. Like, literally, when you're playing a song, like, these are, like, almost, like, half. They're, like, semitones, basically, wow. each of these. Yeah, they, they did a good job on it. So Damn, sick.
1: dude! I think honestly, all my guest list needs a sponsorship from Stem Player. Like we did, that was a wonderful review right there. Kanye West hit my line, dude. Send send the Venmo through, uh, dude. No, I want a Stem Player, really, really, really. Uh, Dante, have you tried different songs yet? Like songs that aren't Kanye songs? I know you can yeah, upload different it, songs on there.
2: Yeah, it's weird. It's just like an MP3 player, and you can like it's like more like an equalizer with. Mm. Those so you can like draw, you can like cut the bass and the mids and the highs out, but you can't like fuck isolate, with it. yeah. Like with his shit, he claims it's gonna be his own streaming service and he's gonna have more shit on there. So he claims I don't a know. lot of get, yeah. He claims I, a lot of things, you know. What, you know what? I, I get a vibe of this is uh, laser disc. I feel like this Yo. is like, oh my god, I feel like I feel like this is gonna be like, oh, we're gonna like laser disc, man, it's going to like change the whole fucking game. And like 1% of people like nerds, like us are going to get on board and everyone else is just going to be like, yeah, dude, that's whack. And it'll get fucking, it'll be obsolete in like five years yeah, or he'll like make it, he'll make his money. You guys know this. Nobody fucking knows about this except for like music heads. Do you guys know about uh Gold or uh, super audio? Yes. Like gold, <laughs> like remember gold CDs. Kenny. Jesus Christ. Yeah, of course. They were like $50 and they yep. were supposed to be like superior sound, like better than vinyl. So but they were, were so, they were so fucking expensive that like the labels were like, yeah, we can't fucking produce these. No one's buying them. We're, we're getting like dusted. And then, di- <laughs> and then digital audio came out and. Jesus Christ. They, uh, there's these super audio players out. You, you find them; they're like, they're fucking pretty dope. Because I'm sure there's like some collector's fucking collectors out. that have them. Oh, definitely
1: for sure. Oh my god, Dante, that's a great pick, dude. I didn't know you had the stem player. It's amazing. Um, my off the list. All right, Kenny, I want your opinion here. So we have our first hometown headline: Underground Arts next Friday. My off the list is building a board. I am like, we, we I'm rebuilding my entire live board for the next three that. weeks. Oh my God. You're talking about it. your guitar pedal board? My whole rig, like from the amp, through my board, the different channels, the different, like, oh my God, I'm so fucked. I hate. Dude, I hate. you should,
2: yo, as somebody who doesn't know shit about that, but it's like really interested, you should do a, uh, like a YouTube video on on the process and what you're doing. I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to. That would be to. like really fascinating to watch.
1: But to me, I'm not a technical guy. If I could, I would just plug in and go. And I don't necessarily, I don't do the heavy lifting on the effects loops and shit like that. I know Kenny loves, loves augmenting his guitar tunes. I it's about don't. tones, man. Everything's about tones.
0: Let me tell you two a, things. One, that's one of my favorite things to do. Is yes, rebuild you're a nerd. gear. Take everything apart, rebuild it, do a tour, figure out what works, what could be better, take it apart, rebuild it, all that shit. Secondly, I'm gonna drop a Chicago company here BTPA. They are one of the best cable makers in the business, but they also <laughs> build pedal boards and fly rigs for bands. Yeah. I've used only their stuff since AWOL, all through fitness, BTPA.com. They're incredible, but they do videos of building racks and all types of shit for bands and they i mean they do metallica they do slip they do the biggest bands in the world they're incredible nothing makes nothing makes
1: me happier than when i watch you ever watch rig rundown you ever oh, do, yeah. like, oh, get, yeah. it, go through youtube holes of rig rundown i love watching when they'll go to somebody like I, dante will love this i watch adam granduccio from the war on drugs he has what i call a spaceship he has like three boards across the front like straight up like the most complex rig I've seen in a very long time. And then I'll watch some punk band. Do, like,
2: do you feel like that's like oh, like Kenny? Is that overkill or is it It's overkill, like, 100%. 100%. You, don't, you don't fucking use all that shit, right? I, Dude, so, I don't. Well,
0: it's, like, it's like people like The Edge like, and U2, who's like, nobody cares what type of delay you're using. Just nope. use a good one. But that said, there are, it's like anything. There are choice pieces that yeah. one must have there are incredible tones like the guitar player in AWOL, Zach Irons. His tones were like, how the fuck are you making that? And he's like, well, I'm running it through these eight things. And you're like, fuck, man. So yeah, yes and no. Depends right, on here how we go.
1: you are, I guess. Here we go, Kenny. I have a question. What is your favorite guitar pedal in your ring? Uh, probably the Roland Space Echo.
0: Uh, it's oh, a, wow. it's I didn't a know you delay in a reverb, but you can, t- you can tap it with one foot. And then yep. if you mash the other side down and you hold it, it does this wind up sound. Yep. And then I also use the boss DD seven because there's an yep. infinite delay. So I can like, Hit a
1: note, hit the infinite delay, and it'll just do 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 forever. See, I'm such an anti-nerd. My favorite guitar pedal on my rig is the Electro Harmonix Boost pedal. That's all I really care about. I'm a dynamics guy, Kenny. I don't care about effects. I just don't give a shit. You have one on your rig, don't you? He's pulling it up right now. I can tell. Yep. There it is baby. Look at this rig. This little baby This was my boy. is my a- fit- This is my fitness
0: one. This is the Roland Space Echo. That's incredible. Yeah, Obviously so- the DD7 for the infinite holy grail reverb on the far side which is a yep. classic. I have Super the, octave. um the high school boss turbo distortion that every metal Disgusting. band uses. Yep, Just the OC3 pedal. octave pedal and then a couple Earthquaker choices on there. And then I would run other shit on top of this too.
1: Bro, Earthquaker is one of the best pedal companies in the world. We uh, we have this pedal. Uh, they sent uh, me one use. of everything they make. Do you have the hum debugger? I, I, one of everything they make, I have. So in Nashville, we, we were in this studio in Franklin that we were cutting an album in and uh, whatever the problem was, their, their outlets weren't grounded so we were getting this terrible hum that was coming out of all the amps. And there's an Electro Harmonics or it's an Earthquaker pedal that it just cuts all of the buzz and the hum out of every pedal. It's incredible. It's one of the greatest inventions I've ever seen as far as guitar pedals go. Yeah, so that's, that's enough nerdy guitar pedal talk. I feel like we've gone really deep into that. That's so niche. It's fucking stupid for the podcast. But Dante, who's off your list?
2: Um, roosters. <laughs> Why? What did they do to you, bro? can't stand them. Now that you brought them up, uh, you just reminded me how fucking annoying they are. Any Anytime I'm in Italy visiting family, they're all over the fucking place. And they're up. Doesn't matter the day of the week. Every day, 5 a.m., 5.30 a.m., cock-a-doodle-doing, waking your ass up. Doesn't matter if you've got a good night's sleep or you just went to bed at like 3 a.m. They're fucking up. And it's like... You can't, you can't get away from them. You can't hide from them. They're fucking everywhere.
1: Man, I have such a strange affinity for weird animals, like dumb animals. And uh, I love being, animals.
2: I love animals. I would never kill a rooster. I just, they just fucking, they piss me off.
1: Man, uh, I've been having this thought a lot recently, and I've asked a lot of people, Dante, how if you could quantify the number of chickens that you've eaten in your life, how many would it be? I
2: don't know. That stuff like depresses me. Makes me dude, like want to be like a vegetarian.
1: Uh, dude if you like I was thinking I was, if you put like if you put a soccer field and fill them up like the whole thing will be full of chickens and I have just absolutely decimated the chicken community of Northeast Philadelphia. It's disgusting. I feel bad about it honestly. But I don't yeah. at the same time um, fucking God, it's funny you mentioned that. There's a rooster literally walking right next to me right now. It's it, dude, I never get to go on vacation, so I'm like enjoying every second of this. And this rooster is just staring at me like I got six fucking heads.
2: <laughs> are there chicks running around? Do you guys see oh, baby dude. chickens anywhere?
1: All over the place. My wife is losing yeah, they're, they're awesome.
2: Baby chick, baby chickens are awesome. You got to. Uh, here's the thing though, down there, the iguanas are everywhere. The cats are everywhere—the feral cats—and then the baby chickens. And baby chickens are like the fucking delicacy. So those oh. things, the, the, the roosters, uh, the roosters, got to be badasses because they got to scare away.
1: Oh hell yeah! Well, I'll tell you predators. this too. I'll tell you this: there is a dude I'm looking out to the Gulf of Mexico right now, smoking a cigar, neck deep in water. I'm about to join that guy in a couple of minutes. I'm, I'm, I I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get the rest of my vacation that I've been taking a vacation in years, and I'm gonna come back. By the way, just shouts to us for regardless of the situation, still getting the episode done. I'm giving credit to us. I I really am. Don't care about the situation. Of course, Dave Williams just, you know, pussies out. I've got a a brand new house, like whatever, blah, 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 blah. Fuck him. Uh, But I do want to give a shout out to Andrew Barber for coming on giving his thoughts on Genius Episode 2, one of the best, smartest people in music and hip-hop in general. I love that fucking guy. I want to give a shout-out to Kenny before he went to his doctor's appointment, getting on the podcast this week. I'm going to give a shout-out to Dante. Dante, I love you. You know that, right?
2: Of course, man. Like, like right back at you.
1: Man, I'm so excited. This podcast is just about to really take off into fucking outer space, and uh, I want to thank everybody, man. I've been watching our numbers recently. It's really astonishing to see where we came from, where we're going, and it's just so much to talk about music, man. It's just a lot of shit to get talked. A lot of things about to happen in the future, and I'm really excited. But that's this week's on the guest list, man. We'll be back next week. I'm sure we'll have a great interview. But I'm about to go smoke a cigar in the Gulf of Mexico, man. Dante, you got anything else for me?
2: Uh, yeah, we didn't even get into it, but uh, Cascade and Dead Mouse are teaming up. Like, I know EDM isn't everyone's favorite thing, but this is like basically like Kanye and Drake doing a fucking album together.
1: No, it's shit. huge
2: huge 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 news yeah they're they're dropping i think they're gonna do an ep they got like two songs they're dropping in a few weeks they're playing together at edc vegas i mean it's fucking awesome news like awesome news
1: well can you do me a favor can you do like a tiktok kind of like instagram reels thing and send it to me so i can put that on on the on the page
2: yeah that's actually a good idea i need i've been trying to think of uh they want me to do a TikTok a day. I just can't think of a fucking good topics, So I'll do that tonight, actually. That's a good idea.
1: Man, we got a lot going on. Everybody, tune Thank in, you. subscribe, listen. Ladies and gentlemen, that is this week's On The Guest. So we will see you next week, all right?
2: Later, bro. Enjoy.